1: That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
2: Overtime was going to be great. I can't believe we got screwed out of overtime. I was really looking forward to it because the the Flames have been so good in overtime. It just felt like, why not on a Monday night have some extra hockey? But Tyler Toffoli ruined it for all of us.
3: I just texted the group. I said, I can't wait for overtime.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, although for a while I figured it's not going to get to overtime because Dallas is going to win this in regulation as they were buzzing after they, well, I guess after you get it to four to four. and what, I didn't mind the Flames third until that tie-in goal, and then they just feasted. I don't know how they got out of there with the regulation. Well, then they had win. the power
3: play, too. They had oh. the kills, so, I, I mean, <laughs> the effort was good. The effort yeah. was the effort was fine, but it felt like a very much a well. This really shows you how the season's going, doesn't it?
2: Flames win it in regulation by a score of five to four in Dallas. Welcome to Afterburner, Boomer and Warner. I was I'm here in in my room, watching the game, and clearly this is going to overtime. So I go to. What, what's the overtime record again? I'm going to go check the stats just to see what's the shootout, what's the overtime record. And as I turn to my screen, I see five, four flames on the uh, on the media site. So I turn to my screen and think, there's like t- 10, 12 seconds. So it's just a little bit ahead. And then it's down to eight and then down to seven. Oh, here it comes. A hell of a pass from Huberdo and a hell of a shot. Their best scorer their best shooter, maybe one of the worst skaters, but he managed to get in behind. Um, I didn't look at it from the Dallas perspective. I don't know how they lost to Foley to the point that he got in behind them and then they couldn't catch him, but it's a, it's a heads-up play. It's the one thing about Hubert O. You know he can pass, so if, if only for tonight... He knows his where playmaking, everyone, his yeah. playmaking ability gets them, uh, gets them two points. He,
3: know, he knows where everyone on the ice is. That's for sure. So, and I think probably what happened with Dallas is they'd been buzzing so hard they had them hemmed in and running around. And I think they just thought, well, like you and I, there's not enough time for anything to break down. And then a bit of a <laughs> bumble into the middle, and away they went. So,
2: so you you mentioned. I'll, I'll just go back to you. The um, the effort we didn't really see it against the uh, the Wild on Saturday. Credit to them, they find a way to dig in here and Again, regardless of how it was going to end, you couldn't really have a problem with how they came out and played in this one.
3: No, well, that's and like I said, that's what's going to be the issue was is that they had another good effort and you blew it and you know even if they'd won in overtime, but they come out with the win and. What? I thought they were the better team for the most part of that game. I mean, like you said, yeah. in the third, the, they got on the heels a little bit. But other than that, they they had control of it. So you got to give them credit for it. And they've had good efforts. And you can, I mean, I was ranting this afternoon about how crappy the uh, the Saturday night game against Minnesota was. But this one, I, I, I guess I'm almost surprised that they had that good an effort.
2: Now, it wasn't one of those things where, and I agree with you, I think they deserved a win. I think they were the better team tonight. It was not without some warts, and we'll talk about a, a few of the miscues, but really, it, 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 again, gets you back to the original point. You wish you could feel better about this one. I know for me, I just, I still feel like it's a little bit too late. It's, it's a big two points, and if it's going to get interesting, then you absolutely needed them, so it's a huge win in that respect. But as you watch a game like tonight, you think, they beat the stars in a seven game series a year ago. And based on what we've seen through two games, flames had leads on in both games. What makes you think that they couldn't beat the stars again in a seven game series? But Here they are behind the eight ball. If you'd have found a way, I think you can play with a lot of teams
3: and you probably can play with a lot of teams, but I will say this. I don't think very often this year, Jake Ottinger has given up five
2: yeah i you know what I could probably go and do the math on that, but he uh he's usually he a little tighter than five yeah
3: he it wasn't great, so i mean you, you can't look ahead and I guess you take the two points and if you get back to back wins here on the road, well, okay, start feeling good about yourself but again like, here i'm you you have to convince me over the course mm-hmm. of a, a you have to have a streak going before i'm gonna get overly excited about anything that's happening as far as wins and losses
2: five six weeks ago since they won their mm-hmm. last back-to-back they beat tampa bay they were on the end of that road trip and then in extra time beat columbus on the dubai goal so it was back to back not even in regulation but you know we're not here to critique a win i suppose we'll take uh take the high road Markstrom 29 saves that's what three good starts in a row we're really we're really you know squinting for it but he has been good I don't know that there's been a goal that you you really want back
3: no and that I think that's just it you, you see if Dallas puts up four tonight but none of them were stinkers right and that's that was the knock all year was that even if you had a uh, 55 minutes of a good game there was one stinker in there somewhere that burned you so no uh, I his goaltending is, is bounced back significantly. And I think he's, he's into it. He looks solid. He looks a little more steady. He's not flopping around and giving up soft ones. So, <laughs> again, six weeks ago, if they had oh, this yeah. or earlier in the season, you're, you're not as frustrated as you are tonight.
2: And he almost had that breakaway, too. You could see because it wasn't. It wasn't a terrific shot. It just kind of rolled up his arm and kind of, and then snuck through him, and then Hannafin almost stops it. Let's the uh, tough night for poor Noah Hannifin. That play, yeah. I mean, just a hand grenade at the blue line, and then doesn't. I don't know how he doesn't recognize that Hints is busting for the net. He's late to react on that, and then of course off the uh, the other goal. You have those nights, Retro. You have those nights.
3: I, I I've even had him in Dallas and got. Sa- I usually really got sat is. though if I start. Struggle like that.
2: <laughs> uh, and I and I feel for Hannafin because I feel like he's, I never he's questioned been his effort. He, he's been yeah, fine, right? Yeah,
3: but, he, I mean, like, everyone makes mistakes, and tonight was an example of that. But I think by and large, this season's been a pretty decent season for, for Noah Hannafin.
2: What do you see in Troy Stetcher? This is now his second game. He obviously makes a nice play on the Zadorov goal. It's just, it's a very different element. Than what you get out of Michael Stone and even out of Dennis Gilbert, it's not it's not a, a world of difference, but it's it's an upgrade for sure.
3: I think it's an upgrade and it was a good move to get him. Um, it it's hard. I mean, I, I've liked how he's played and he's got a little more speed and he's going for it a little bit more. It's two games and it's a new team, right? Yeah. So I, I'm gonna take some time to get too comfortable saying wow this has been a great return and he's exactly what they need but it is an upgrade over the guys that they had
2: the uh the nazem cadre versus jamie ben sequence there in the third on that tying goal that's a rough one for naz you you lose that draw and then you can't control them in front jamie ben has it feels like every single time that they play Ben's factoring in. I had it today in thirty-eight regular season games, twenty-one goals, thirty-six points, so nearly a point per game. Guy against uh, against the Flames, he finds a way to do it. He's a. It makes you wonder that kind of that stretch there a few years ago where it looked like he both he and Sagan were just done, and now they've had. I guess Rupe Hintz has kind of helped with uh, with Jamie Ben, but he's a
3: horse. He's yeah. a horse
2: at any given night, man.
3: 26 goals, he's a captain, and, and when he wants to go, he's hard to stop. So, he, And you did wonder what was left in the tank for him, being a big power forward type guy, and he stopped producing the way he was used to. But maybe just maturing with that contract has been one of the things I wondered about, where yeah. making that big money and all of a sudden you stop worrying about it and just go play. Or coaching. I mean, they've made enough coaching changes, too.
2: Yeah, they... uh they have done that. The um, You know what, let's do this, because we're kind of moving th- moving around. I'll get right to it. It's Buy It or Sell It, presented by Derek Newman of Newman Dean's Real Estate Group with CIR Realty. Buying or selling, let Derek do the work for you. Send an email to Derek at dnewman at cirrealty.ca or call 403-619-6661. I guess I'll, I'll lead into it, I'll ask your, your thoughts not the first time we know what Nick Ritchie is. He's kind of a big lumbering guy gets the goal in the first period, takes a dumb penalty in the third. Uh Your thoughts on him on that line with Kadrian and Huberto.
3: Underwhelmed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he scores a goal, but I didn't think he did anything to He was the right place at the right time. Yeah. And he put it in. You're not going to give him shit for scoring a goal, but I wasn't impressed. Yeah. I mean yeah. and the penalty was horrific. Like, it's, it's as blatant as you can get. I don't and understand the, what you're thinking.
2: And aren't those the ones that you get scored on? Yes. When you take 100%. a dumb one in a game.
3: Fully expected that to end up in our net. Fully yeah. expected.
2: So here that was one of the line changes going into this game. Pelche moved to the to the other line. Dube goes down to the fourth line. I don't know what they're going to do tomorrow. Looking at the ice, uh allocation tonight by Sutter. He really tried to spread it out as much as he could, but Pelche, Lindholm and Toffoli buy it or sell it, that trio, especially Pelche with how he's been playing and you know, on this date and where we are right now. That trio is the best shot at being the top line of the hockey team. Cuz we've seen some guys rotate with we haven't seen Huberto there for any amount of time. We saw Dubé there for a pretty good stretch. But I'm, uh, I'm throwing it out there. Buy it or sell it. Pelche, Lindholm, Tofoli, Those three for the remaining, whatever it is, 15, 16 games. For the best this, chance of being the top line.
3: I'm buying it for this year. I think Pelche's excitement is good. I think it helps Lindholm, who's been flat this year, in my opinion. I mean, he's a solid player, but not as dynamic as you'd like him. And tofoli has been hot. So I, I would keep him, let him roll together. And Huberto, to me, hasn't been that good, so... Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. buying it because there's no one else that stepped up to the plate like these guys.
2: And I like the way Dubé has played there, but I wonder if maybe he slowed a little bit here in the last little bit. You just see so well, much uh, more energy out of Pelche than pretty and, much anybody else.
3: Well, the other thing is, can you use him to do other things and have Pelche there, right? Like, yeah. it might be that Dubay's a little more two dimensional and Pelche is more one dimensional. I don't, I'm not. Yeah. Not a criticism of Pelche's defensive play, but I think Dubé is easier to move around the lineup.
2: I, I I think it's funny that we've sat, we've done so much talking. All we do is talk, 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 and we waited for Pelche to come in, just give him a chance. And the kid, to his credit, after a, a kind of an awful training camp and the coach doing the what numbers you were or whatever, no credit to the media afterwards, he's been real good. I... I like him a lot. I don't know what it's going to mean for him next year and going forward, but I do. Keep that line together. I don't know that I need to... I'd move Dubé back up. Give him a shot with with Cadre and, and Hubert I guess. I mean, I'm mean, i with you. Nick Ritchie, it's your critique, critique a night where he gets a goal, but I don't know. I mean, that's just the fourth line guy.
3: He's a fourth line guy. I said that guy. this afternoon. I said, I don't, I don't like how the lineup was construed. They go get a win, yeah. and I didn't think... I thought Dubé was fine, and Blah, blah, blah. But I don't know why you're. Are you putting him on the fourth line because you think he can help the fourth line and, and solidify it? Or are you putting him down there as punishment because he hasn't earned punishment, in my mm-hmm. opinion? So uh, I hope the lines don't stay that way, but maybe you win and you, <laughs> you let it roll.
2: Yeah. I am curious. I, I don't. I just feel like the Nick Ritchie thing that's a deal that gets done. You bring him in, he's got a. He's probably going to give you more offense than Brett Ritchie will, but Brett Ritchie was in and out of the lineup and was on the fourth line when he was in. And I don't know that where does Brett and Nick begin is, I guess, at this point. he was uh, They were both highly touted going into their draft years and Nick scored more goals, but I don't know. Um, I would. I, I. Is it an injury? I, I'm with you. I don't know what's up with with Walker Doer. If he's. If well, Walker you're not sitting
3: him just because he's not get, sitting healthy, scratched. I would. No, right? Wouldn't expect he's played too well. He, he brings an element that you love, and I. No, I. I would. I'd be shocked if he was sitting because it was a just a numbers game. Yeah. I think he must have got bumped in the big hit by Dumbo on Saturday and. There's, you know, even if it's cautious, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with yeah. him being cautious with the young guy, but I would be disappointed if he's out because of his play.
2: There I have it. Rhett's buying. It's buy it or sell it. Presented by Derek Newman of Newman Dean's Real Estate Group with CIR Realty. Buying or selling, let Derek do the work for you. Email dnewman at CIR Realty or call 403 619
3: triple six I'm giggling because it sucks because a win like that should be, you should be ecstatic with it, right? Like the fact that mm-hmm. you you deserved a win and you thought you'd let it slip away and then you score late, like we should be doing cartwheels. And uh, if they hadn't screwed things up earlier in the year and they were tighter, because Winnipeg continues to do everything they can to keep you in it. Like, I, I think they lost again to They San lost Jose. in overtime.
2: San Jose scored late, so they do get an extra point. But yeah, they... I don't think Winnipeg has really shown much in the way of coming out of their no. funk either, to be honest, because the Oilers pumped them in the first game of the home at home. And then what was this? There were nine goals in that in that second game. I I don't know. It's that's that's the one you have to key on. If it's going to happen, then it's going to be it's going to be the Jets that are that are going to fall down. So I, I'm with you. I, I wish. I wish I could be more enthusiastic for Flames fans tonight. Maybe in a week, if they have now put three, four, five together, then then this show will have a little bit of a different tone to it. But because of what we just saw at the Dome on Saturday and the fact that they can't string them together, and let's be honest, this is a brutal turnaround. The Minnesota Wild went home after the game on Saturday. They're just sitting at home. You got to fly to Dallas, play the Stars to almost overtime. Now you got to fly to St. Paul and play them... Tomorrow, what is it, 6 o'clock? It's it's a brutal turnaround.
3: It's no good. It's one of those, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, it happens on odd occasion, and there's no science behind it, I'm sure, but sometimes on a back-to-back, you're almost so fatigued that you don't think, and you just play, and things go your way. Like, I don't know if you can rely on energy and enthusiasm to win you tomorrow night's game. So... (laughs) They could have yeah, to I find know. something, but that's brutal. The the way that's coming in, getting late, it's gotta be two and a half hour flight at least from Dallas to Mini.
2: And tonight's game was a six thirty start. Tomorrow is six. So you lose the half an hour. That twenty-three and a half. Cause that's the, isn't that the by league mandate, that's the tightest turn you can have. Yeah, I think it's and so. like twenty-three and a half hours. Brutal. So I don't what I don't know what time they get to their Friggin hotel tonight they won't skate in the morning do you go do you have to go vladar probably tomorrow i don't know i don't know what you do with this team right now
1: there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care
3: yeah <laughs> you probably uh, no no you don't no <laughs> yeah i'm trying to say you probably do but i i don't honestly, you throw all
2: that shit out the window it, right it, now it, it,
3: that's just it as soon as i started thinking about, like no it doesn't matter yeah. whether it doesn't matter what the playoff you know how you want to set it up for mm-hmm. rest for playoffs nothing nothing matters other than wins and markstrom's been pretty good he gave up four but he got the victory i I put him back in. And if you'd have sent Vladar to Minnesota yesterday and had him sitting there resting, okay, then yeah, maybe. Yeah. But he, he's doing the same shit, right? <laughs> he's he's yeah. doing the same travel. It's not the game yeah. that was going to fatigue him. It's the travel. So he's doing it too.
2: Uh, look at Ryan Pike, or our boy Ryan Pike ch- chiming in. Flames land at 1.30 local. So that'll be uh, Minnesota time. Game is at seven. So it, yeah, It's
3: not unheard of. It's just tough. It's just it's not ideal. It's not what you'd like to have. But that being said, you 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 find a way to get a win. You've scooped up four points in a short time and you're you've got to start to feel good about it. I mean, it's going to be a quick change of of how do you say it? Oh mental <laughs> anger like you're from Saturday till mm-hmm. Tuesday night, if you have a victory, well, hmm. Peaks and valleys.
2: One of your knocks on this team all year has been seemingly the lack of enthusiasm or joy. Certain when they score goals or just in general. I don't know. I Get excited. This team, they were brutal on Saturday, much better tonight. I don't know how much stock you put into that stuff, but I'm still I'm still really looking for outside of Pelche the excitement. And obviously, you saw it on Toffoli getting that that game-winning goal. And I don't know, can when when you talk about something that galvanized a team? Is it is it too late to have even if it's not a specific no, thing? No, it's not too you're late. You got to win I mean, here, and you, then it's a, this tight turnaround against the team that you're kind of chasing. If you can win that one,
3: uh, the problem is I think that they're almost too far to catch. I mean, it's nine points yeah. and, in eighteen games, is a lot like even the Winnipeg, and that's the issue we're having. Is you got to have three more wins in Winnipeg in eighteen games. Now Winnipeg has been brutal, but. You're in the position you're in because you haven't been so hot. I think probably what they need is a huge goaltending effort tomorrow and to squeak out a victory. And now you, you move on to the next one. And you start the stupid saying of, well, we got to take it one game at a time. Yeah. And if you can take it one game at a time and you can find ways to get those victories that you weren't, and if Marksman can Find waves to make those saves that he wasn't. I'd like to say again, you, you need five in a row, and then we'll start talking about okay, now we've got a legitimate chance. You can't have <laughs> one or two and then a loss. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just yeah. it's just you're just gonna you're gonna run out of time.
2: And as you were saying, they still gave up four goals tonight. Yeah. They needed five to win this hockey game that we feel like they deserve to win.
3: Yes. Like,
2: son of a bitch, right?
3: (laughs) It ain't coming easy.
2: No, it is not coming easy. I'm guessing you're not getting five in St. Paul tomorrow. That's not generally how that goes. But I'm with you. I I would put Markstrom back in there. Anything that's – you look at strength of schedule and all this sort of thing, they've lost to shit goalies and teams, all of it. They've done it all. Markstrom, you're playing well, you keep playing.
3: Yeah, you Nick keep Richie. I don't know
2: if I need to see you. You can what, whatever, or keep them together. I don't know. But as far as the the goalie, I was right at the front of the bus for getting Vladar in that net. That that last game, that really hurt when he he just let those two goals in oh. in the first period. They were just they were killers. It's his former team, but man, those are bad goals. I just. I don't know. I don't know if I need to see him now.
3: No. Well, no. Not uh, and for me, it's as much because Markstrom looks more comfortable yeah. and more focused, and has oh, yeah, well, has played better. So don't you don't have time to monkey about with goaltending right now. We don't have time to give Ladar a start in the hopes that he finds his game. You got a goalie that was brutal, to be quite honest. Seems to have found a bit of a groove here in the last three, albeit one win in a five-four shootout. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, there's nothing to brag about here, but he does seem more comfortable. He hasn't been giving up the shitty, soft, poorly-timed goal against. Let him run. Let him run. It's nothing against Vladar. I just I don't need a project right now, and I don't think the team does either. And. If you think Vladar is going to be fresh tomorrow because of I don't know what you would base that off of. Like I just said, he's doing the same damn travel as everyone else. I don't know why he's going to be so much more fresh. But if, if you have this insight that he is, go ahead. I, I don't care, but you better make the right damn decision. Because if you play him and he's not good, then you're doing it to yourself.
2: Jason is chiming in from YouTube. I'm genuinely disappointed retro was on fuego today on Barnburner. i was ready for him to lay into the boys after blowing another lead so i don't know he's disappointed in the win he's disappointed in you i'm not sure i think he was i think he thought they were going to lose and then you just tie into them again so sorry jason sorry for the win and uh a slightly more subdued retro you you know what there were a lot of people who were really and i said it during the show a lot of times guys will rant and rave and have over the top opinions because that's what you do to get noticed. That's the world we live in—hot takes and all of that—and it's not what you're doing. It it's it it comes off as that, but it's just very honest. I still think people are. It's it's odd to hear that coming from a former player, because former players are still kind of in that in that mode. You've been doing the media thing, but I also I just uh, I I give you credit. You saw you. I said it on the other show, you kind of sniffed out all of these sorts of speed bumps and potholes very early on in the season. It's as though none of this really is surprising to you. It's not great. We, I think everybody would like to see things be a little bit different. But you're, out of all the people that I've talked to, you're the the closest that I've talked to that that saw this coming.
3: Well, I remember arguing with Frank in one of our first shows early on. And I, I left there thinking, well, I guess maybe I'm an idiot. Like, all these guys are sold that this was a great team that we've constructed and there would be no issues and that they're going to have career season not career seasons, but great seasons again. And my whole thing was you got to find out what the team's going to be before you start long-terming everyone. Yeah. Because if it doesn't work out nobody's wanting these guys so I I hope I'm wrong in the in the long run I, I truly do it's of no benefit to me for the flames to miss playoffs and not have playoff hockey in Calgary and and have stuff to talk about but I just it didn't feel right from the start and and I even was thinking well I, I, I thought I was wrong too when they came out and played pretty good for the first seven games but that first, and I don't even, it's not a blame game for Daryl, but that first, after that seventh game, they I think they lost Edmonton, or Pinder always reminds me, but hmm. they made the changes in the forward lines, and it was like, mm, they've got a pretty good record to be swapping lines out. But I think was, And what that said to me was, I think Daryl sees something that I see, and there's chinks in the armor that haven't shown themselves, and then it kind of turned into a, we won't call it a death spiral but a long turbulent season. So yeah. again, they got 18 games to spin out of it or pull out of it. it. Certainly can happen. It's just a long road and they haven't given us reason to believe it'll change.
2: I mean, I'm kind of with you. I if if they miss the playoffs or whatever, it's, there's no joy in being right or whatever. Hey, no. prove us wrong. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to sit here after 82 and say, "Hey, you got me." throw me under the bus. I don't care. I like. I, I don't really, I don't give a shit about being right or whatever. I'm wrong a lot all the time and I'll be wrong again. I'd love to be wrong about this team because if I am, it means we got an unbelievable run of hockey here the next month.
3: It, well, that's just it. And if you get on that hottest streak going into the playoffs, I've, I've said this before, that means you're going to be tough to beat, right? Yeah. You're not, teams don't go on a hot streak in the last 18 games and, make up the ground the Flames would have to make up to get in the playoffs and then falter when this, the playoffs start. Those are the teams that go on runs mm-hmm. and they find their way and they figure out who they are and how they have to play. So if today is the start of it, great. Go ahead. If, if the breakaway with five seconds left or however much time is, is the galvanizing moment, I'm, I'm all in. Let's have it happen. Just, and that's
2: how those yeah. truly that's how it 6.2 seconds left in Dallas. Remember, 6.2 with Tefoli in Dallas, they were heading to overtime. They'd probably sure, sounds good to me. Sign me up. That's when it all turned around. Let's go. Why not? Let's do the cheers of the game presented by BK Beaufort Liquor, located on the Trans Canada Highway across from Windsport beside McDonald's. You stop in on your way out of town on the way to the mountains. Say hi to Man Deep. Say hi to the family. Grab yourself some pops. On Twitter at BK Liquor, on Instagram at BK Beaufort Liquor. Um, we'll do our our cheers and then a a special one to close things out for Cheers of the Game. Who did you who would you have here selected as your?
3: I don't cheers. know how you don't cheers to Foley for, for finishing it off. I mean, if he misses and doesn't score, the the whole conversation's different. So. He had the opportunity. He's been good all year. Cheers to Toffoli.
2: Consistent, right? That's yes. the thing that this yeah. team has not been. No one really has been for any amount of time, goaltender out, except for Tyler Toffoli. And he's mostly been, I guess that line has kind of been together. They changed Pelche out, but. Um,
3: he does what you want him to do. And he just, go. it's like he's should. going about his business. Like you said, yeah. there's a consistency there and a reliability and Glad to see him bury it, because didn't need overtime.
2: I'm going to, not often that you get a chance to, so I'm going to take it. I'll give uh, my cheers to Jonathan Huberto. Pass on the tape, in stride on the winner. Also had the assist on the opening goal. It was basically a tap-in, but a, a pretty good pass. Behind the back, spinning, no look through the seam. And it's there for uh, for Richie just to tap in. So it's been a disappointing year, no question. But Huberto two points in a five four win and an assist on the game winner. I will uh, I'll take Jonathan Huberto for my uh, for my cheers of the game. And finally, I want to do this one to close things out. Got sent uh, got sent this from Mandeep, who of course with uh, with BK Beaufort liquor wanted to uh, give a shout out to John. J.R. robinson he passed away on tuesday february 22nd at the age of 65 was born in red deer moved to calgary as a teenager he um you can see got the kids the family just a a, an all-around family guy camping you name it this guy loved being outside and loved doing stuff and loved sports and apparently loved the morning show and was a big boomer and warner in the morning fan was pumped Always to listen to the show, and was excited when when we came back with Barnburner and uh, family is missing them dearly. So uh, to the kids and to everybody, want to say uh, a cheers, lift a glass tonight for John Robinson, Jr. of Calgary, who passed away at 65. Too soon for that, 65 years of age. So there's our cheers tonight in uh, in the memory of JR the Tell... now i was going to ask you was it not dallas where you went and had this where did you have the steak i can never <laughs> remember because you were supposed to go
3: that was the, the worst i've ever felt in dallas is we went to one of those brazilian steakhouses like my second year with scrublin yeah. and you didn't know better right and you're a kid and you're, they flip that card over and they just keep bringing you meat and more yeah. meat and you're like I felt so brutal the next day it was just it was awful it was awful
2: Those are and they're always such a great idea when you go
3: Oh yes
2: You mean they're just going to keep wheeling around these swords of meat or whatever they call it. Sure I'll have some more What's this? <laughs> keep it coming And then you walk out it's like, I didn't need that much meat I don't no, know why the, why was this yeah, a good idea
3: Yeah by the time you're home you're just like oh, I don't God, this, I don't feel right This is why not the good the hell
2: did I all I ate was meat Why did I do that? And you sweat and he's just oozing out of your pores. But it's delicious. That said, I'd love to go. When are we going? When are you back in town? Uh, You know what? That'll do it for tonight. You and Pinder will have the show coming up uh, tomorrow, I believe, after the Wild game. I, I just come back to it. Markstrom, you may as well keep rolling. This is your season here right now. If you get on a roll, you can catch the Winnipeg if they continue to flounder. And like you said, if you can get on a roll and head into the playoffs, then do it. Because there's nothing as scary as a lower seed coming in on a heater. And I think somebody was telling me tonight, the uh, the strength of schedule. I'm not buying strength of schedule. I'm not buying. Not after you've watched Ottawa and these other teams that are below them in standing beat them. Well, Just and then
3: beat. Ottawa loses to Chicago and San Jose beats Winnipeg and must yeah. the, the stank schedule thing. And it's been proven over years and years. It's the it, once teams start playing loose, they're almost tougher to beat. Right. Those last 10 games, they don't give a shit. They're yeah. cheating the system and you don't even know how to play against them sometimes. So uh, I'm a go win your games and it has nothing to do with strength of schedule. It has to do with how committed the Flames can get and how hard and how much energy they can show up on a daily basis. That's it. It's not the other team.
2: It almost feels like they need to convince themselves, prove to themselves. A win tomorrow might almost, I think it would bring some belief to the
3: room. Because
2: it just feels like a team Well, the death
3: march can stop then, right? You you can start to go, okay, I, I can see it. You yeah. can see this now. Like, okay, here's our way. It's a long road, but yeah. there's still a way. They lose tonight or they lose tomorrow. I every loss is just a major crushing blow at this point. Yeah.
2: Uh best night in St. Paul.
3: There's no good nights there's in no St. Paul. There's no such thing. Pickerel yeah. at Pit- the Saint Pauli Grill. That's yeah. as good as it gets. <laughs>
2: Thanks to our sponsors, Derek Newman of Newman Dean's Real Estate Group with Buy It or Sell It and of course, Cheers of the Game, BK Beaufort Liquor on the uh, Trans-Canada Highway. Man deep and his family. They've been doing it uh, family-owned, family run, and uh, proud family continuing to do it o- over at uh, BK Beaufort Liquor. 6.2 seconds left in the clock. Tyler DeFoley scores to give the Flames a 5-4 win in regulation. Thought it was going to be overtime. Was looking for the overtime stats, but uh, the 26th for Tyler Toffoli is the winner tomorrow in St. Paul against the Minnesota Wild. Thanks, buddies. That's afterburn.
3: Fly high,
0: JR. That's right.